Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mel Fabregas from the Veritas Radio Show at VeritasShow.com with a special report, this time on MMS, Miracle Mineral Solution. Recently, the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, issued a warning on this product. I have been flooded by email from all over the world. And although I have issued a statement at our forum, I thought it would be more appropriate to contact Jim Humble directly, the creator of MMS, so he could respond and react accordingly. Let me remind you that Veritas survives on your voluntary subscription only. Please subscribe by going to VeritasShow.com and keep us providing unbiased and uncensored information. It's either this or the mainstream media. You are welcome to share and spread this message everywhere. And now, let's go to Jim Humble. This is Jim. Mr. Humble, Mal Fabregas with Veritas Radio. How are you, sir? I'm okay. How are you? Very well, thank you. And I'm very sorry to hear the new chapter of what the FDA is trying to do with you, sir. Yeah, so it's uh, pretty bad, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. May I call you Jim? Yes, please do. Okay. Well, the reason of my call, it's, this is uh, somewhat informal, but if you allow me, I would like to add this as a segment because I think people need to know. What is transpiring? Last year, we did a show on the swine flu, and now the FDA, more than 200,000 people have died on the same medication that they have approved, and nobody has died from MMS. So what is happening here, Jim? Can you enlighten us? Well, uh, of course, if you, uh, you know, if you read the uh, FDA thing here somewhere, if you read the, what they have said, you will notice that uh, they haven't said anything. <laughs> right. Uh, they they just uh, said that uh, somebody, uh, a few people, not many, they said a few, called in and said they had a stomachache after, uh, evidently after taking some MMS. And then somebody else said they had low blood pressure, but they don't have any proof on that. There's nothing that would indicate low blood pressure Somebody evidently took some and went to a doctor, and the doctor said they had low blood pressure, and so they said that was caused by MMS. But there's no, there's no proof or evidence or anything else that would indicate that. So they really don't have any substance in their, their uh, declaration at all, what they said. And so the FDA is just, uh, uh, they have decided... And I'm sure that somebody has given them an order to get um, MMS off of the market. And so they have decided to, to um, have everybody recall all of the, everything that they sold. And they're, they're, they're just scaring people into doing it. They're threatening. They're, they're walking in with the, one of my friend uh, from... Uh, 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 Daniel from uh, what uh, FDG, uh, uh, anyhow, he's the guy who sells the most uh, MMS to this point. Project Green Life? Yeah, Project Green Life. Sorry, I couldn't remember. Anyhow, um, they uh, they had, uh, uh, what, 18, 18 uh, uh, FDA agents talking to his lawyer yesterday. And they're just trying to overwhelm people into doing what they want, and then if they get you to do it, that proves that you're guilty. And so once you uh, 
once you show the, show the world that you're scared of the FDA that you think is guilty or something, then of course they're going to take that to the jury and say, well, this guy, this guy proved that he was guilty. He, 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 why would he recall all of that stuff? But now what they want, they, they have asked him to, to uh, go, uh, they, want to, they want to send their agents over to his place and they want to watch him destroy everything that he has on MMS. And, uh, and that's the next step, you see. They're, they're scaring them into, they're, trying, they're going to try and scare everybody into to, uh, recalling it and then destroying it. And uh, that proves that they're guilty. And, and they're, they're going to punish him. And they've already, that's already been indicated that they're going to punish, punish him. And punish him means jail and, and uh, prison. And uh, usually that has to do with how much money you collected. And these, my friends have collected a lot of money. Luckily, I mean, not luckily, I, a long time ago I decided against selling the stuff because it would, it would uh, make people think that I was trying to make a lot of money. But in any case, I don't sell it, never did sell it, never made any money from it. So, so but um, I'm just writing up a piece of paper right now in which I say the, uh, the FDA actually... Uh, Proves that uh, MMS is uh, is uh, workable because they they have all of their uh, all of their uh, <clears throat> regulations in their data. They, in their data, they say that uh, that uh, chlorine dioxide, uh, uh, which is what uh, which is what MMS generates, they say that chlorine dioxide is. Um, uh, a killer of, of pathogens, and they and then in other places they they say that it is a very effective killer of pathogens. And then if you uh, if and then if you look other places, you find that they say that um, they they say or the EPA uh, also says maybe it's a little bit clearer what the when the EPA says it, but the EPA says that it's an a, um, I'll read it to you right here because it's in front of me right now. Um, and Jim, before you read this, yeah. before we read this, this is something I have not said publicly. I wanted to keep this very private because I really don't like to talk about my private uh, endeavors. However, I must, now that I have you on the phone. Yeah. Earlier this year, I was diagnosed with a with pericarditis. I thought I was having food poisoning or, or heartburn or gastric reflux, well, I decided to finally go to the hospital. And it was a virus that had invaded the pericardium, which is the sac that surrounds my heart. I spent a couple of nights at the hospital. After a week of taking ibuprofen, I still was not feeling well. Uh-huh. I decided to pull my MMS out. And in less than 24 hours, Jim, I was 100% normal. Wow, great. <laughs> FDA, if you're listening, FDA, how can you tell people that this is not something positive? It is obviously a way to control the dissemination of this information, and it's obviously a threat to the establishment, Jim. That said, can you give us a chronology since last year? I've been following your work for, for a long time. 
and I know you were in Mexico for some time. Did something happen there during the time when the quote-unquote swine flu erupted in Mexico? Well, yes. The uh, first thing was uh, I called the uh, senator. Just happened to know that my, my partner... Uh, uh, My partner in Mexico just happened to have his, her father was the uh, uh, second level senator in Mexico. In other words, he, he, he was the second most important senator in Mexico. And he was, they were thinking about running him for president next, next election time. And uh, so I called him uh, personally and I said, look, we can... Uh, I, we can handle this uh, this flu, this H1N1 flu or this pig flu. And and uh, he said, Jim, he says, they have our hands tied. We can't do nothing about this. He said, my advice to you is get out of the country before they decide to do something to you. And uh, so uh, then I said, well, okay, with that advice, I think I'll leave. But as I started to leave, uh, some guys, in fact, we were just about to get on the airplane. I'd already checked my baggage, and, and some guys come in and said the town next to Hermosillo was, um, was, uh, uh, had lots of flu in it, lots of the swine flu in it, and there was a number of people dying. And, and would I please come over there because I knew about what I had been doing there in Hermosillo for some time. And so... I said, okay, and then I unchecked my baggage, and I, I, and I went to see a doctor in town, and I said, look, they want us to go over there. Would you go over? And he said, sure, I will, Jim. He says, he says I, will, uh, I will go over there with you in the morning. He said, we'll leave early. And he, he said, call me at 6. And so the next morning at 6 o'clock, I called him, and his secretary answered the phone, and she says, he won't talk to you. You, you, and I said, well, let me just talk to him. And she says, no, he's not going to talk to you. There's no point in you coming over here because he won't talk to you when you get here. And I said, oh, <laughs> I better get the hell out of here. So, so I got my bags and everything, went back and got on the plane and, and flew to South Africa. So uh, that was uh, what happened there in Mexico. And Jim, during that time, The it all started supposedly with a child who died first in, in Veracruz. And I decided to investigate. And I decided to place some phone calls down there, government and, and private individuals, trying to find out the identity, at least of the family, so I could speak with them, so they can tell me, you know, what symptoms he had and so on. Nobody knows the name. Well, Nobody I, knows the well, name of that family. Yes, yes. I didn't either, but you know... I knew the people who worked in the hospital because they were some of the people who worked in the hospital were people who were using MMS, and they were, you know, they were coming to us, and uh, and uh, and they they were telling people that only 80 people had died in that hospital, but those people told me that 2,000 people had died in that hospital, and and they went another step in. And uh, several doctors from further down in Mexico, from different hospitals, who were also using MMS, not in the hospital, but they were using it in their own private practice. And they called me up and they said that uh, more than 200 people had died in their hospital. And they, 
of, of the flu. And uh, and uh, the fact was is that there was no report of anybody dying at all in those hospitals. So it was, it was something weird was happening because I thought it would be the other way around. They would want to report as many deaths as they could in order to get everybody vaccinated. But for some reason, they weren't recording all the deaths. They were only reporting a small amount of them. And that is the strange part. And folks, I don't mean to be discussing the swine flu again, but you'll know in a few minutes why I want to continue speaking about this. Last year, according to to the CDC, and this is probably about a year or more ago, they had reported that about 1,200 people had died worldwide of the swine flu. And they had raised the level, a warning level to six. That's the highest the CDC can go. However, and that's the, I'm sorry, that's the World, the World Health Organization. Then 35,000 people had died the year before of the regular flu in the United States. Where was the level six, Jim? Yes. I, I, you know, I, I, I know they, they, they were really pushing that swine flu because they wanted, to, they wanted to sell millions and millions of dollars worth of vaccines. Uh, which would also be very bad for people. And I've mentioned this before. My wife takes my daughter to the uh, pediatrician. They try to push the swine flu vaccine, and we opposed, of course. And they said, no, that's okay. We're just going to administer it to people who beg for it. At any rate, they can continue administering the uh, swine flu vaccine. We go back again to the doctor, and they tell us that one of their employees' son, a 21-year-old Marine, got the swine flu vaccine. Less than 24 hours later, he was vomiting blood. He is now suffering what many suffer in 1976, Guillain-Barre. You know what that is, of course. No, no, I don't. Guillain-Barre is what caused a lot of people to, to die. It's a debilitating disease that was during 1976 when they tried the swine flu vaccine. The difference between then and now, Jim, is that back then, the pharmaceuticals did not have immunity. They have immunity now. Yeah. Now, the question, and I'm trying to connect dots here, Jim. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're trying to eradicate MMS from anybody being able to, to buy it, does that tell you that because the swine flu or H1N1 was not as effective to the population as they thought it was going to be, that they're trying something more powerful now, and they want to be able to make sure that there's no cure that the pharmaceuticals cannot provide, and that is why they're going after MMS? Well, I think that could very well be a portion of it, but you know you know the, the saying, uh, follow the money, and, and, and uh, MMS is replacing uh, 99% of the, the drugs that they want to you know, give to people when they're sick, if you got MMS, you don't need any of those drugs, and and they know that now. They've read my book. They've they've done the whole the whole works. You know, they they know it's effective. They they're they they have everything. They're out there attacking everybody. They even they went to Japan and two two uh, two health food stores in Japan were attacked. If you haven't heard about that, and, no, and. Uh, and now, of course, there's another uh, uh, store here in, in the U.S. that's been attacked, and they've been told they have to do the same thing. They recall 
everything. And the two the two health food stores in Japan, they they both have to uh, recall everything too. So that, that's the uh, FDA uh, pattern. So it, it must be coming from the FDA here in the United States. So, but they they intend to totally totally eradicate uh, MMS in the world. But I don't think they can do it. I don't think they have a chance of doing it. There's a lot of things that we can do that, that they don't have an idea about yet. Uh, and I don't mean to, to talk about things that many of the people who know of your work know, uh, Jim, but I know there are a lot of people who don't know who you are and what MMS is. And I think it's important to, to tell them. What happened when you went to, uh, was it Guyana? Yeah, Guyana. Guyana, and uh, you, you were more or less a hero there. And what happened? The United States contacted the government there and, and basically said, you need to stop Jim Humble now or we'll stop our shipments of pharmaceuticals. What happened? Well, I, I am, you know, I, I was um, <clears throat> prospecting for gold in the jungle, and I had a, a group of uh, locals with me uh, uh, helping me, and uh, two of them come down with uh, 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 <clears throat> malaria, and we didn't have any malaria drugs, and, and they were terribly, terribly sick. Uh, they had the whole, all of the symptoms. They had uh, 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 they had high fever. And they were shaking. They had uh, pains in their their legs and in their uh, muscles, and and their headache was aching. And they were throwing up. And and they uh, they had the the entire list of things. And I asked them, "Would you like to try some?" <laughs> and of course, they they were willing to try anything. So I give them um, uh, some uh, drops from the. Uh, uh, stabilized oxygen I had brought to, with me from a health food store, and and that and in four hours they were well. I mean it was and we were all absolutely amazed that four hours after them being that sick and they were back normal and they had dinner that evening, and uh, the same thing happened the next day to two more of my men and and the same thing happened again when I uh, give them the uh, the uh, <clears throat> stabilized oxygen, and so um, then for the next eight months, I traveled through the jungle, uh, you know, searching for gold, but I also treated a lot of people for malaria, and it was uh, pretty effective. It wasn't as effective at that time as I wanted because it was only curing about 60 or 70 percent of the people I treated, but when I came back to the United States, I, uh, I worked on it until... I found out exactly what was uh, causing the people to be cured, and and so then I uh, I started sending it over to Africa to some friends I had in Africa, and after we worked with it for about a year, uh, it was curing every every single uh, uh, malaria case that they come come in contact with over there. And then when I went to Africa myself and treated several thousand people. It was effective with all of those people, and, uh, uh, and even even the ones that didn't get uh, cured at the very first was finally okay after uh, several days. So it it just uh, killed the the uh, the parasite that that. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats 
downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.